the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School 5.0, where real talk is our vernacular. So would you say that that decision to take the ball in overtime was the biggest mistake by the coaching of the Niners? No, 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 no. no. They had to do that because they know Mahomes is probably going to walk that ball down the field and you don't want to put Brock Purdy. To me, to me, Kansas City plays better with pressure. So I would have gave the ball to Mahomes to begin with. Kansas City is always the second half team. Like when Jared was sitting there worried the first half, sending all those crazy ass taxes and all that. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> This I was in a dark Kansas place, y'all. with Mahomes. They were down 10 points in the fourth quarter to San Francisco the first time they played them. You know, they're fine, man, right? For our listeners who don't know about the text stream, uh, Jared once sent a dick pic to the text stream. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that is not true. Following the game on CBS is supposed to be the 49ers red and gold report, right? Mm-hmm. They not playing the red and gold report. They went they went to a middle of a CSI or some shit episode or the tracker. It's called the tracker. I think it's the tracker. Dude, it's not even listed on no guide, nothing. I was like, what the hell is this? The middle of the tracker they gonna play. It was supposed to be the red and gold report from eight to eight thirty five. And like, well, uh, we got pushed out by everything going overtime, so we're just not going to do it because we don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> oh, they didn't want to do it. That's what it was. Uh, and breaking news. He'll be on that red and gold for about two hours. Breaking news. The Chiefs, led by Patty Mahomes, won Super Bowl 50, whatever this was, 57, I don't know, 56. Someone get my guitar and light Aaron's cigar. Hold on, Jared. Hold on, Jared. Oh, we're waiting, you know. Just... Hold on. You know, but we've all got this real fruit juice Gatorade. I had to buy me some because I'm over here dehydrating. I was over here spitting up, celebrating, man, like you wouldn't believe. Patrick Mahomes did it again. I told you that defense, Jared. I told you defense was nothing to play with. I got to look at some stats. Let's see. Let's see what I got here, Jared. Let's see what I got here stats-wise. Brock Purdy, 23 for 38, 255 yards. 60%. Not bad, not good. Mr. McCaffrey, 80 yards, one touchdown, one fumble. No touchdowns, no touchdowns. 80 yards off of 22 carries, Jared. Who won the – they gave it to Patty Mahomes as the MVP? Uh, they. I don't know because, man, CBS cut away out here. Bay Area CBS cut away. But uh, when they were first given out the presented the Super Bowl trophy underneath his name, it said three players, one of three players to win three Super Bowls and three Super Bowl MVPs. So most likely Chiefs actually set the record for most games allowed under 28 points in the Super Bowl era. They beat the Ravens. Ravens had 19 in 2000. Now you figured that they had to play one more extra game that the Ravens played. So they still... McCaffrey had eight catches for 80 yards, though. He was doing eight. Uh, he, had, he had like 150 all-purpose yards, so he's good. Yeah, let's look at the winner. Mahomes. Mahomes threw for 73%. Where Purdy was at 60%. Uh, 
Mahomes was 34 out of 46 for 70, 74% percentage, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Mahomes also ran for 66 yards. Travis Kelsey had nine catches, 93. So I guess he showed up after you went up. You, you talked shit about him at halftime. Yeah, do shit all first half. Two halves, Jared. Two halves to a game. Yeah, whatever, man. They're, they're playing like dog shit that first half, bro. They're lucky. Two half, they're they're lucky. The Niners, they, they got beneficial that that punt went off that dude's heel. That really yeah. swung the, If they don't have to jump on that ball, Jared, they, you know how many times in the regular season we've seen that happen in the team? Well, well the, 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 the uh, McLeod should have just fallen on top of the ball. Once he saw it, because the only reason why he tried to pick it up because he saw it fell, it hit his teammate's foot. Yeah, He, he should have immediately just fall, tried to fall on it. He tried to pick it up and run with it. And I'm like, bruh, that's not. Yeah, he was getting hit, though. He was getting hit, too. No, he wasn't getting hit when it went through his hands. Well, that's called making plays, though. Jerry still got to give up. Trying to rationalize it, it was that 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 really swung it because they scored the ensuing play, and now they have the lead instead of well, like playing. The Niners unlucky because they also the blocked while the ball was in the air on a four pass. I don't know. You know, I don't know the rules of what what the rules no, are about a backwards. Think about this a backwards on a jailbreak screen. A jailbreak screen you're yeah, not you can't start blocking before the guy catches the ball. Yeah, so that's yeah. the same rule. He took it. Big ass block. You know, the, the lineman was blocking the dude, but I think it. And he was outside. And there's rules outside, outside the tackle box. And he was outside the tackle box when he made that block. You can yeah, block no, no, no. the tackle box. You yeah. can't block. So I mean, it goes both ways. There's no luck. You you create luck. You create luck by putting yourself in position through preparation and hard work. You put yourself in position to create luck. Mm -hmm. They created luck, and they created it. No, they they took Give the me game. Give me jersey. I'm gonna break my rule. First person who I buy a jersey for the in the Hall of Fame, Patrick Mahomes. Well, it's kind of set in stone that he's gonna make the Hall of Fame. He could probably, you know what? He'd probably have to do some OJ Simpson type shit to not get in the Hall of Fame. OJ in the Hall of Fame? OJ in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he did shit after. But he had to do some OJ OJ shit before his career is over before he would qualify for the Hall of Fame, where they would be like, we can't. So he'd have to like, fix games. He got to do an OJ to not get the He got to do OJ or like play and like it, they prove and find him fixing games somehow, doing some crazy shit, something like that. Pete Rose. The only, way I, the only way he fixing games by winning. I heard you was crying along with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey here. Uh, I was crying and then I kissed Donna Kelsey for a result. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Pedro in the house. What the hell are you doing with a pillowcase on the couch pillow? There's some niggas in here. <laughs> How's the game, Pedro? Did you guys have a big party, or was it uh, was it smaller? No, you had a small party. It's, it was uh, just the game. It was is my daughter her boyfriend and she and he he don't watch football so he was in there finishing up the uh he did the tile work in the bathroom okay and he was eating he was eating and talking he watched he watched most of the game okay but he was like yeah let me finish up the tile and then uh michael went there i didn't know who he was rooting for because he don't like neither one of these teams either mm. but he wanted san francisco to win why do you want san francisco to win he's a san diego Charger fan. Yeah, it's hard to watch a division rival win a title, but sometimes if the if they're playing a team that you hate more than them, I was rooting for Philly against the Patriots. Ah, shit. Yeah, that was bad. But but when Philly was playing last year playing KC, I was rooting KC. I was mad. I was you you y'all don't understand. I was so hot that Baltimore's 49er game. 
I was just steaming mad the whole game. But I wanted Baltimore to win. Yeah, you want to Baltimore in the game? <laughs> yeah, I was steaming hot. It would have been a different game. It could have been, uh, you know, it could have been maybe more scoring if uh, if Baltimore's. I don't know. Baltimore seemed to have their number when they when they played them with the way they ran it and then threw it a little bit because it seems like KC does just enough just to be like, all right, as long as we get a one chance at the end of the game or like if we can get a couple possessions in the, late in the game, we're gonna be able to like either take the lead or put them away. That's what happened when you got a bad man back there, Jared. Yeah, that was hey man. Hey, you, uh, I don't, I don't have faith. I told you, I don't, I ain't got faith. I ain't have faith I in nobody. You, I told you, I've been telling you, been telling you since. I need morning. people to prove it. When you prove it, then I just, you know, how many times you got to prove it, Jared? I told you how many times, and I said it to you. I asked you that question this morning. I don't think. I think right now. Can we get to the game? I think I think this game out of Patrick Mahomes and the way he ended it and the way in the fourth quarter when they needed to get down the field and score, like it opened up and he made enough plays. But at the same time, like it was teetering on on on, on some similar to what happened with that Bucks game where they're not get, able to get anything going, but they're keeping it in a striking distance, but they're not able to get anything going and they were getting consistent pressure on Mahomes. Now, as the game wore on, you know, you saw that pressure. I think they, they, the, the Niners ends and players got a little tired too. So they weren't getting quite the same pressure, but at the same time, like uh, up until that uh, that punt, that muff punt, man, it was not looking good. That muff punt really changed things, changed the dynamic. They got the lead. Oh, they got the lead right after. The they got punt. the lead. They got the they lead. They was right there. They scored, Jared. No, but they were they were still down. They were still down by four, and they had just gone basically another three and out. We're punting again. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't getting anything going, and you're like, oh man, the second half adjustments, they'll figure it out. Let's get going, and they didn't yep. get going well, after that play. Then things started kind of clicking, and they started being on move the ball down, down the field more. But they also weren't able to stop the Niners from getting in good position. Now they're able to hold up and not let the Niners get in the end zone on a couple plays, except for that Jennings touchdown. But you know, I don't know. It, 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 you, you had to prove it. It's, in football, is very much a team game. Now, if I'm going to bet on somebody to get the ball and have a chance to answer and 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 put my money on it, it's going to be Mahomes. Yeah, he. You know, he's going to make the plays. He's good enough with his legs. He knows how to play the position well enough to where it's not about just running just to run. Extended plays and just, you know, finding guys from different launch angles, throwing balls into, you know, great windows with, you know, everything. Like, it's, it's he's tight. So I think that this game, I would say, is reason for me to now not question him. But up until this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, two Super Bowls, yes, four years apart, having lost in a Super Bowl between that, you know, I gotta. I, I can't. I can't. I can't expect that he is that dude just yet. I think today's game, you know, pushed it definitely much more past that threshold. So, yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Patrick Mahomes. He's tight. He's tight. Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan. Okay, he's Michael Jordan. He's cut the bullshit. You know, and I'm, I'm gonna say the same thing because Jordan was the same way, Jared. If you watch Jordan games, it was like. Uh, like you, you Jordan in the first quarter usually only scored like four or six points. He was getting other people involved. He was hanging around. Then he'll score to keep them in the game, have the lead, or either be close. And then say he'll take over the second quarter. Then third, he'll score a little bit, just keep it close, keep it close. Then fourth quarter, he closed. Jordan yeah. closed every fourth quarter game, and that's what Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, remind me of. That boy is good. Michael well, he did. He did miss Rasheen Rice uh, over the middle for that. Would be that, I mean, that would have been a one way hey, to end the game Jordan, too. Yeah, I don't know which way. Jordan missed some free throws to send games in overtime too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's no. that, that just that happens. That happens. Yeah, that would have been but that would have been a great I, way to end I, it. I want to call. I wanted to talk about the coaching when we get 
Still ended a great way. Still ended a great way. Yeah, yeah. Top five Super Bowl all time. <laughs> um, my lifetime. Uh, it might be right there. I mean, it was, I was nervous as hell because I didn't want the Niners to win, so I was nervous. I was kind of anxiety, man. I, I thought about it at one point that man, this might be my last Super Bowl I ever watch live. <laughs> Y'all taking it too far. Man. I took it too far, Pedro. You ain't up here, man. See, the one thing, Pedro, imagine if you moved to Baltimore. You're a Cleveland Brown fan. You moved to Baltimore, and then they start winning, and you got to deal with the crack addicts and Baltimore. You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack. Pedro, just as context, like, I've gotten, like, no texts from Niner fans. Because I was yeah. expecting if they won, you're going to be like, yeah, man. I was going to hear it. I, I gonna, get it. And you're going to see it. And it's going to be people in the street honking horns. It's going to be people doing ignorance. Right now, it is quiet on my block. It is quiet outside. Quiet. Pedro, let me hey. like this. <laughs> they planned the parade. They <laughs> the parade, Pedro, the <laughs> day after being Detroit, dude. Yeah. Not only did they plan a parade, they had some dude hanging shit for the parade. Oh, yeah. yeah. The day after that, Monday after they beat Detroit. So can y'all put those R. Kelly crying memes over that parade banner? That, <laughs> that, is, that is hilarious. Come on, that's the thing you deal with. I'm with Jared, Pedro. You don't understand, man. Pedro, Niner fans, when they, when they weren't winning... You didn't see a jersey. You didn't see nothing. You didn't hear it. No, they're Aaron. They've been obnoxious since we were kids. And they were. They were. They were obnoxious when we were in LA. Yeah, I'm saying we were kids. That's why I was telling. I was telling them in the party. I was telling Mike. I was like, when I started watching football in the '90s or '89 or whatever, I started watching '88, '89. They were annoying then, and I, you know, just I didn't understand it. And I'm like, dude. Y'all just, it seemed like, why Why is everybody here on a bandwagon? And I was a kid saying it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. We were a kid saying that. I was like, dude, why root for the Rams, root for the Raiders. I, I don't, I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. There's so many 49er uh, fans in LA. It's, there's a lot of 49er fans here. The guy, actually the guy that sells my uh, big truck parts, he's a big 49er. He's a, how you Arizona Cardinal and a 49er fan? He's got flags. Because the Cardinals were in the NFC East for the right. longest time. <laughs> so he's, he's got like the flags. second most West Coast team, and they in the East. <laughs> he's got a Cadillac Escalade here. He's got a he's got a, a, a gold, a cream color Cadillac Escalade. One uh -huh. side he is he's got Cardinals. He's got Arizona. He got Cardinal stuff on. And then when the 49ers, I was like, dude, how you? I asked. Him, I was like, how you? <laughs> You should ask him. Ask him how he felt about a, that Aeneas Williams hit on Steve Young. Oh, he sleep. Oh, he sleep sleep. <laughs> the problem was the problem was uh, who was that uh, the running back from Nebraska that did uh, Lawrence um, Lawrence Phillips. Lawrence Phillips. Remember he didn't he didn't block. He was supposed to block. He got in trouble. Kicked out of practice that week for not paying attention for that same play that they ran, which he missed the block and got Steve Young killed. Earlier that week, he was kicked out of practice for not paying attention to what he was supposed to do on that play. So they dumbass put him back in the game, and he misses the block, and Aeneas Williams basically um, – I, I like like Yeah, he had a 15-yard uh, head start to speed up and just run <laughs> through him. That was crazy. Uh, Aaron, check, check your mic real quick. Make sure that you have your Zoom cho chosen up to your mic. You know what it is? Oh, that, that might be what's going on. 
Here we go. We go on loud style. Do I sound better now? Yeah, now you sound like you actually coming through a mic. Yeah, you're right. My Zoom was not hooked up to the mic. I I'm think last episode. I'm over, I'm over here. You were quiet because you were also not. Your mic wasn't. Clicking. I could have swear I checked it last episode. I'm over. So you basically saying I'm a San Francisco 49ers of Super Bowl right now, mm-hmm. showing up and not and not and showing up and not finishing. Mm-hmm. Right, been um, a nice uh, Chichi Kappa mezcal. Um, shout out sponsorship is a celebration. I bought an eighty dollar bottle of mezcal just in case the Niners lost. And thank you, San Francisco 49ers. You gave me a reason to bust it open and have a nice little sip here. <laughs> Nice little set. Yeah. All right, y'all ready to start the show? Man, I, I've already started it. All right. I didn't right. need you. I started it without you. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter. Also, check out our TikTok at the High Score 510 and the Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And be ready this month. Black History Month, and to celebrate and honor Black History Month, we are doing our Black History Month Jeopardy special. That will be dropping probably near the end of the month because we're probably not going to record it till the end of the month. It might drop in March, but regardless, our Black History Month Jeopardy special is upcoming. So be ready for that. Got to figure out a day to record that. Um, but I got all the categories, and uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy. It's one of the categories going to be, why didn't we come up with this in Africa? That's going to be your new platform, Pedro. You should run on a political platform. Just be like, I am. why didn't we? <laughs> it's a great idea. I got to I gotta start getting into creating memes again. <laughs> doing it in Africa. Because I'm doing, I'm, I'm copying off the Stugats. Mm-hmm. Like, Do it in Africa. Do it in the playoffs. <laughs> Do it in the championship game. Do it to mean something. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. Uh, and we are here with. This is AG3 coming at you faster than than probably the happiest non-Kansas City fan around. <laughs> well, uh, here's your soundbite, Aaron. What do you know? That you're a musician. But that's why I'm interviewing you today, so I can get to know you. So I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. What the fuck that mean? Make magic or something? What is musician? I think that's, I think you're confusing that. Yeah, I'm not no musician. I make music. I make I, music. I, and that's not all I do. I make music. I act. I'm a TV star, too. A young mogul. Uh-huh. I, just really quick. I think you're confusing. I'm not confusing nothing because I, you, you don't know. I, you thought that all I was was a magician or whatever the fuck you said. See, that's what I think you think I said. No, I said musician, I not what, magician. I don't think, baby. But I don't think. What I, is that? That's ghetto. I don't think. I know. So you, that's you a think, dumb bitch. I didn't say magician, Suki. I said musician. And I think you are a musician. No, baby, I do music. So you, just really, just really quick, for the record, could you say you don't think you're a musician? I'm not none of that. But then after that, you just said, I do music. Yeah, I do music. So in other yeah. words, you're a musician. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, who is this dumb bitch right here, man? See, I'm not the only one, Jared. Ruining the culture, man, just ruining it. Oh my God. I hope that was a joke. Maybe that was a bit. <laughs> that was not a bit. Her ass is ignorant, Jared. <laughs> First of all, this is why you don't go in the neighborhood picking up black girls with tattoos on their face. <laughs> the most, face. The most, the most dangerous thing to ever do for any black man or any person, any beautiful white woman or white man, is to pick up a woman to interview with a tattoo on their face. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, don't do that. Unless you're going out for the role as one of Charlie Manson, Manson's uh, oculites, there ain't no reason to pick her up. This magic moment. Uh, maybe she was an apocalypto. <laughs> And we are here with Jeez, everybody's favorite um, truck drivers. I'm a truck driver again. My truck's working. Uh, Captain P. Funk coming at you like the play calls Kansas City ran. Uh, don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I try to get everybody involved that doesn't have any talent. That's what so, I do. So you're saying that the, the play calling was kind of like... Uh, how uh, this guy thinks Africans govern themselves. Time for us to just put to just to to put the imperial hat back on to say we're going to govern those countries if you're incapable of governing yourselves because enough is enough. We're done being invaded because our own national security risk is at stake. Exactly, national security interests are at stake. You can say that about pretty much all of Africa. They're incapable of governing themselves and benefiting their citizens because the governments there are all about looting and pillaging and lining their pockets and going shopping in Paris instead of actually right, making the country hold on. better People better on the land. left are going to watch this. They're going to say, wait a minute, Eric Prince is talking about being a colonialist again. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, what's his name? <laughs> Eric, Eric what? Eric, Eric Prince. Eric Prince. Hey, Eric Prince. Prince. I'm, I'm pretty bad at Jared right now, but keep going, keep going. I, like <laughs> I was trying to see if he, I don't like his name. Not enough syllables for a package. <laughs> if you guys don't know what Pedro means when he says he deserves a package, Pedro creates his Call of Duty loadouts and names them after um, beautiful, wide, evil men or just terrible human beings. <laughs> terrible human beings. That's who I name him after. <laughs> He ain't gotta be white. Oh, I got Casey and Squirt online right there. Oh, shit. shit. Yeah, Eric Prince over here being like, basically, yeah, he's basically like, hey, man, we ain't gonna say they're in fear and not human no more, but you know what I'm saying? They're acting like it, so we need to go back in there. They can't govern themselves, and we need to govern everybody. We need to. (laughs) He's like, oh, what about the. Black ops and the uh, you know saying groups that go in there to destabilize and the CIA you know saying funding in these countries funding these rebel groups to overthrow the democratic voted officials or getting them assassinated. Uh, that's because they don't do nothing about it. We gonna keep doing it. So I got a reason to say this. Oh God. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, it's 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 a it's bad. It's bad. Fuck Eric Prince, by the way. Shout out sponsorship. Come on our show. We'd love to talk to you about um, like your just wonderful view on the world of the nuance and the subtlety and the um, fuckery that goes on, as you seem to have a great grasp on. Anyways, and my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just jart. Shout out to my boy. It's Black History Month, so I'm going to put something positive out there. Somebody that was a stalwart of consciousness within the community. Our boy, Gil Scott. Haron. I thought you said Isaiah Pacheco. That nigga, Isaiah Pacheco run like an elementary school kid. (laughs) Back in the jungle, when the natives got restless, they would call it guerrilla attack. And they would never describe that the folks finally got wise and decided that they would fight back. And still, we are victims of word games. Semantics is always a bitch. 
places once referred to as underdeveloped are now called mineral rich. And the game goes on eternally. Unity kept just beyond reach. Egypt and Libya used to be in Africa. They've now been moved to the Middle East. There are examples galore, I assure you. But if interpreting were left up to me, I'd be sure every time folks knew this version wasn't mine, which is why it is called his story. All right, shout out to that brother. Shout out to Gil Scott here. Come on our show. You giving yourself him a fucking dead man, isn't he? Yeah, he is. You over here giving yourself like all these like black philosophers and shit like that, right? <laughs> Which kind of pissed me off. <laughs> giving yourself black philosophers and you ain't sitting here giving me. You, you know what? You didn't even have to give me a philosopher. All you had to give me for my <laughs> intro was Ding Rang singing Oh Happy Day. <laughs> oh Happy Day. <laughs> When he walks. <laughs> That's all I needed, Jared. Oh, happy day. If you guys don't know, the 49ers lost. <laughs> you said Ving Rhames, Aaron? That's a magic moment. Yeah, I, said, I probably said Ving Rhames, even though that one, <laughs> that thing Marshawn sent out with Ving Rhames, that's some B movie. That was hilarious. This magic moment. The 49ers lost and lost in a Super Bowl. So that means that today is. <laughs> Look can't hear it. Can't hear it. Can't see can't anything or hear anything. Oh damn, man! I was man, I was gigging out. I didn't shit. I screamed. My bad. My bad. I'm over here gigging out with my boy. When Jesus you know, We, we want to gig out too. Oh, here we go. It means it's a happy day, y'all. Here it comes. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus walks. When Jesus walks. Oh, when he walks. When Jesus walks. Was he on cocaine? <laughs> he was on that white Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, they call it white girl. He calls it white Jesus. He was on that angel. Praise white Jesus. He's on that God bless. He's singing with the angels, baby. He's on that angel dance. So I might be. He's on that. Oh angel Lord, dance, right? that felt so good. That was like a celebratory, uplifting uh, song for my spirit today on this wonderful. When he day. walks. The oh, funny thing is, he keeps he singing, singing when he walks, isn't it? When he when he walk when he walks, he washed my sins away. Is that what uh, it is? I just kept hearing I am grouped. I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> you might as well just get that I agree with about it better. Well, uh, in news this week, uh, question of the day is who scattered better? My boy, Willie Hutch. I found this song this week, so or last week, and it's been in my ear. Man, I've been playing a bunch, man. It's tight. Anyways, it's a famous song that was uh, sampled by a uh, famous uh, hip hop uh, group and uh, made into a banger. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Desi joins us again with a beautiful selection from his latest album entitled Fully Exposed. Let's get some more hands together, gang. For Live Willie on Hutch. Soul Train, nigga. <laughs> Thank you. 
He's saying do ba da, do ba di. Yeah, Who did yeah. it better, Willie Hutch or my boy? Come on, be my baby tonight. People who will be able to say, you know something? I heard every damn question up in that flow, and I understand him. I see his perspective. That's who I'm reaching. <laughs> Come on, oh, be my David baby. from the real world. I the David. David from real world did it. <laughs> Come you know on, be my baby tonight. <laughs> the only real uh, good sample is, uh, you know what it is here, that uh, Three Six Mafia song. Scatton? <laughs> no, that that Willie Hutt song. Yeah. Three Six Mafia uh, sampled Yeah, they sampled it. Three Six Mafia. Juicy J. Willie Hutt song is the glow, man. Play the go. Willie Hutch the glow. Go Three Six Mafia first, though. Let's see what Pedro talking about. I don't know why Pedro wants to listen. I, I never this is a tight. Pedro. It was a tight sample. Hey, fly. This is a fly. tight song. This is a tight. I, 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 I never super into Six that. Mafia. I like him. I did, I wasn't either. And then I started this listening is a tight. to old songs. Are finally here at McDonald's. Delicious egg. Sorry, commercials. We got egg bagels. Man, you better get you an egg bagel, Pedro. Man, that shit probably got probably got ten times more calorie than any <laughs> other bagel in this world. Eleven thousand calories. You better take you some o o o o zampic. Exactly. Take some extra metformin to get through those carbs. <laughs> All right, uh, this is a sample. Uh, my boy Willie Hush. Do ba da, do ba di, do ba da. What the man? I was. This is a tight riff too. They didn't. Man, they just ripped this shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. For the first time, it's going. Man, that's my jam, man. I hit that jam. Anyways, so Aaron said that uh, David from Real World's scatting was better than... <laughs> <laughs> that nigga had his shirt off, was trying to flex. Man, he's just trying to get bitches. <laughs> Right, man. All he was supposed to be doing was, was recording an intro. That was crazy. <laughs> it was just your name and where you're from. And that's all he's supposed to say. He's supposed to answer like one question. He's the part where he, he was this he was this in his own head where he's like, man, they heard everything I had to say about myself in that. Hold on. Come on, be my baby tonight. I know I'm not like those other thugs you mess with. And he said that I almost fell out. People who will be able to say, you know something? I heard every damn question up in that flow, and I understand him. Look at look up his face. Anyways, uh, all right. Well, uh, play that Willie Hutch the glow, man. Play that Willie Hutch the glow. Willie Hutch the glow. Hold on. Oh, my God. Yeah, Willie Hutch didn't get enough credit. He didn't get enough credit. He should have got more credit. But I forgot he wrote the Mac, too. He wrote that whole soundtrack. He also had, he has this song that got sampled by uh, 3 Six Mafia UGK. And he wrote a Another song. Yep. Man, it's 
bad man, Willie Hutch. Yeah, Willie Hutch. I gotta. I'm about to look up more Willie Hutch. I've Willie I realized Hutch, he's, 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 a lot of black exploitation that were really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, shout yeah, out to Willie Hutch sponsorship. Come on our show. Willie Hutch. Willie Willie Hutch music could be the theme music for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> And then Super Trophy chose them, baby. Yeah. And uh, should we get to like news or should we get to just talk about the Super Bowl right now? We know what the theme. We know what the theme music for the Niners is. Oh, uh, what's the theme music? Oh yeah, Bang Niner Gang, man. Bang Bang Niner Gang. The Bang Bang Niner Gang did not happen yeah, yeah. tonight. Oh, they were not big stepping no more. They were not big stepping today. They was close to big Small stepping. stepping. They small stepping. Come on, Je- no, 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 no. We're gonna say uh, Isaiah Pacheco was small stepping. <laughs> <laughs> you hated him, Isaiah. Bro, Isaiah Pacheco is a is a is is a vexing player. He's a he's a consistent and solid player, but he doesn't run with power to where like the pile moves forward when he hits it, right? But he also isn't super elusive and super fast. So like, it's he's basically just he's a warm body that's been consistent. And that's stuck and been better than Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who is just obviously not the business at all. But yeah, it's interesting because he doesn't run with power, real power. He does run hard, but they were running some some stuff wide. Anyways, we'll get to that stuff. It's like, dude, he just needs to get a running start and you need to let him make one cut. Don't have him dancing. If he's dancing, he ain't doing nothing. Anyways, um, in news this week, a uh, Indian celebrity TikToker went viral for faking her own death. Wait, we didn't go over that last week? Nope. Due to cervical cancer. Yes, we did go over that last week. Yeah, we, 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 we all commented on that last week. You played that whole video. Wait, did we? Yes. No. We did, Jared. No. No, this is what you did. You probably edited out the end of the show, but you we went over it last week. No, we talked about it on the phone, you niggas. No. Uh, uh, no, I can swear. No, it's on the show. Video on my own. All right, y'all, y'all have done this multiple times. No, this is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> we talked about, talk about it. We're like, we ain't talked about it. No, you was, it was we a talked about show. It. I meant to talk about it. 2025 already. <laughs> we talked about it. Brandon might have brought, brought it up already. But in yeah. passing, but it didn't, it, we didn't talk about it. Um, well, anyways, an Indian TikToker by the name of Poonam Pandey faked her own death on social media to wear, raise awareness for cervical cancer. Um, is this a terrible, terrible thing to do? Or is this the new age of raising awareness? Was she a TikToker or a low-end actress? I think she was a, it says Indian celebrity. So maybe she's an actress, but she she's also is. She's an actress more. She's okay. not like super A, but she's an actress. Well, on her TikTok, where she has millions of followers, she announced her family announced a fake uh announcement of her death passing due to complications of cancer and um then days later revealed that she wasn't actually dead <laughs> is this a strike of social media genius <laughs> well she said it was in conjunction with whatever to raise circle i could swear we talked about this shit, man. We did. Man, we, 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 i promise you niggas i no we didn't talk about it, niggas. you was on mushrooms by that time <laughs> Yeah, we talked about this, uh, and she talked about. Uh, she had a whole interview after the um, <laughs> after she died, or after she <laughs> see, you believed it. <laughs> a strike of genius. Jesus, I didn't believe it. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I just want to know 
<laughs> what y'all think about it? Because honestly, what I think about it. I mean, cons, so I gotta talk yeah, about okay, you yeah, didn't talk it's about it. It's a third world country allowed to oh, do shit. everything. Maybe I don't want India is not a third world. Maybe I don't want Pedro to talk you about that. Allowed to do all that. We just Maybe go. Maybe he would have said that shit before. This time. Pedro yeah. about to offend a billion and a half people. Uh, what? It's not a third. What is India? What is what? The shoot is the strongest. Uh, I want to say the strongest production market, ain't it? Behind China. No, no. So I uh, get a lot of stuff from there. <laughs> what the hell? You, your brakes ain't come from there. No, but uh, I'm like uh, oh, uh, robocalls all come from India. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> they invented the robocall. Uh, uh, you want to pay your power bill? You have to call India. <laughs> they invented a lot of stuff. They got a lot. They got to crack it. <laughs> He's stupid. All right. Well, let's just move on before Pedro continues on his musings. Of they, they, ain't India. Some, they ain't nothing but some snake niggas. I put the H on it to emphasize it's nigga. <laughs> DraftKings, please sponsor us. <laughs> Anybody, sportsbook, sponsor us. They make magic carpets. <laughs> This nigga, get this nigga off the air. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. Oh my guys. All right. In uh, in other news, Riz Pharma is now the new weigh-in sponsor of the UFC. Who? <laughs> the pharmaceutical company called named Riz Pharma. Hey, can we go back to India? What else <laughs> they do? They make black women hair. They do, you. do that well. And they do that well. No, I'm, I, I apologize if I offended you anyway. Y'all make black women look beautiful. Thank you, Indian, because I wouldn't know what to do with the nappy-headed hoes. Tell me he didn't just say that. Pedro is sure to turn a compliment into an insult to somebody else. It's a zero-sum game in Pedro's comments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody gonna get we gonna call Pedro the can man and he wouldn't kick. Listen, man. They call me the problem, but you could call me the can man, because anybody can get it. Africans, Americans, Dominicans, Mexicans, anybody can get it. <laughs> All right, well uh the UFC added Riz Pharma, uh the erectile dysfunction and hair loss medication oh, company. No. <laughs> to sponsor their weigh-ins. What do you guys think about that? Oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that any of those rapists need the uh, dysfunctional uh, erectile medicine. They'll do anything for bastard. I'm impotent, man. Yeah, well, that, that actually fits in. They'll probably take them diamonds. Some, well, they're not diamond pills. They're probably rectangle pills. Uh, Take one for the fight to start rolling around like a bunch of homosexuals. It's horrible. Guys rolling around like homosexuals on the ground. I mean, it is not a sport that shows great, great talent. <laughs> hey, is the, is the UFC like one of those, like, is this this sponsorship deal? This is like one of the most on brand, just like, just like in your face. Like, we're not bashful about what we promoting here. <laughs> They don't care. <laughs> no, I, I can't blame no because like, got, like like you got the NFL got like banks and shit, got people with real money. Even like, man, we got this dick pill company. <laughs> Uh, we got everything. banks. We got real companies. Yeah, we got. And it's not even not even the high end dick deal company either. 
Tiger. You know, the ones we heard about that you know they, named, they named it Riz. <laughs> they named it. So I got Riz, Riz baby girl. I got Riz in my pants. You know, it, it's one. It's, it's a company derived and based off of male insecurities and vanity. It's like like we just, just profit off that. That's all we need. Just right up the alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me know when y'all uh, create the 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 dick peel that also uh, kills your sperm for for uh, one or two good sessions. Premature ejaculator. Damn. <laughs> you know why you got to bring that up? <laughs> that pill's coming out in the next year or two, so be ready for that, guys. <laughs> the next sponsor gonna be non-abortion clinics. I said non-abortion. Non-abortion clinics. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, right. the tall ass company. Yeah, man, fuck UFC. <laughs> I just be playing when I'm talking about people on here, folks. UFC is real about the ignorance. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no play on the day, <laughs> They are real. These mm. motherfuckers is. Cracker ass cracker. Yeah, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Strickland actually came out this week and got in a little tiz, tiz with, uh, with your boy <clears throat> Jake Paul. Who, uh, you know, basically said, "Hey, come fight me in a boxing match. I'll give you a million dollars if you win." And uh, yeah, and then Sean Strickland responded eventually in the you know exchange of words, been like, "You know what? Um, is there a country that I could uh, take a man's life and basically get away with it? Because I'd do that for free if Jake Paul was a man I was killing, basically more or less." <laughs> Damn, man! All he did is offer him a fight. This is a- uh, Jake Paul on Twitter said, "Sean Strickland, you're embarrassing for trying to step to uh, stop sneaker like that." Oh yeah, Sean Strickland also beat up a streamer um, who's stupid and does stupid stuff as a streamer. Beat him up in the ring. He went in there, boxed with him, and Sean Strickland just punched him over and over again. But Sneeko didn't fall down, so shout out to Sneeko. You gotta come on our show. Um, regardless, uh, sh- uh, Paul went on Twitter and said, "Sean Strickland, you're embarrassing for trying to stop Sneeko like that. You weren't even able to drop someone with no experience while going all out. Uh, you're a horrid boxer and uh, that only picks on inexperienced people." Uh, I'll tr- I'll fly you to the uh, I'll fly you to Puerto Rico or PR. That's what I'm, I'm assuming, and we can fight on camera. If you win, I'll give you a million dollars. But if you get dropped, you have to you have to get better tattooed on <laughs> better tattooed on you. Anyways, Strickland responded by saying, "You lost to a part-time boxing boxer." LOL. And then it gets dark. He says, "Real talk, no jokes aside, Jake Paul is an utter fucking joke. You box small, retired, old MMA fighters uh, and sell sugar water to kids." If it were legal, I'd take your fucking life with a smile on my face. Is there any place on this earth I can take a man's life and walk? <laughs> if you really want to take it, you just take it. <laughs> man, I only take it if it's legal, man. If you that, if you about it, you just take it. A beacon of the UFC's current state of affairs. Sean Strickland speaks, and we listen. <laughs> he's probably off that jizz, that Riz or Jizz Pharma, whatever the hell he's on. He's probably taking them pills daily. Jizz Pharma. Yeah, yeah. Charles, man, this dude's an asshole. <laughs> he in this picture he's wearing a t-shirt says a, a woman in every kitchen, a gun in every hand. Sean Strickland, twenty twenty four, like he's running for president. Some stupid shit. Anyways, shout out to the UFC for Riz Pharma collaboration. That's gonna be epic. It's gonna boost, you know, just all the things that are great about your fan base and what you're what you're promoting. Shout out to UFC sponsorship. We'd love to talk more about you guys. Uh, in a glowing light, of course, if you would pay us. <clears throat> or would you guys take their money? 
<laughs> if it's got enough yeah, zeros you know in it. <laughs> yeah, I just thought about that. Let me stop uh, messing up my money. Uh, Rinse Pharma, I have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> um, I would like to try your product. Can you right. bring some? Can you bring some women with you too? He had sex with my mama. Uh, can you provide the stimulation? <laughs> oh Lord, that's the sure. Pedro. You stupid. All right. Uh, in other news. Uh, you thought UFC fighters are bad? Well, wait till you see what these goons and thugs in boxing, how they carry themselves outside the ring. This week, Keyshawn Davis aggressively confronted Teofimo Lopez about his name, about keeping his name out of his mouth. These boxers are a bunch of thugs. Thugs, I tell you. Stop treating us like animals and thugs and start treating us with some respect. Watch this exchange between these boxers, and they are out of control. What made you mention my name in that interview? Just a question. You said Crawford will beat me. It's just an opinion. I don't like it. I hope you respect that part. I respect it. I'm not saying Pedraza's gonna beat you. Nah, I ain't say that. Cause you know that's not gonna happen. Um, maybe it can. Everybody can when you step in that ring. Just don't bite the bullet. Hey, Tio, I never disrespected you, right? I took that disrespect what you said. You did? For sure. They ain't they even mention my name when you, when, you brought up, when you brought it up. You know, a lot of times they mix my words up. I seen the video. You did? I seen it. I didn't mean to disrespect you, brother. Good business. Wish you nothing but the best. And Jay, I don't know who the fuck these motherfuckers are, man. Tiafimo Lopez is a bad man. <laughs> Regardless, do you see the aggressive nature and how these boxers are out of control? Dude, I, I, yeah, yeah. Compared to your sea fighters, they, they, they look like saints. They look like people that's at Pedro Church. I could have swore Teofimo Lopez wearing a Friars outfit. He read the book, too. You know why they look like saints? Because they take their sports serious. Okay? And they've been training all their life. They didn't just come off of some damn street, off some drug street fighting, bashing in windows, stealing TVs. No. Stealing TVs, girlfriend selling turquoise on the street in New Mexico. Exactly. These people actually been putting in the work, been been uh, in that gym, sweet science all they like. Okay, they not like these dudes. It's like oh, well, I'm gonna fight somebody because I rock. I robbed a couple of niggas. I beat them. I beat them up. I robbed a couple of niggas. I bipped a couple of cars. I'm gonna join the UFC. I may have raped a woman or two. Oh, I'm gonna join the UFC. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, you could see. You could see Keyshawn Davis interrupted Teofimo Lopez, who was peacefully trying to read his book, and then it just went to heck after that. Just yeah, I seen it. I seen this. Uh, actually, seen that interview. Uh, homeboy posted it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's too bad boxing is the promoters have slowly squeezed the sport to where you know you make you make some top top money if you make it up there, but otherwise, like the way it's promoted, the way it's unified, the way it, you know kind of carries its weight, it's. It's a very. It's becoming so niche. It's dying. I think it will always have a niche, kind of like baseball is like slowly receding, but it will always have its niche. I mean, it's good to see these, you know, professional athletes who fight the combat sports 
not just being raving maniacs and allowed to like be like, ah, oh, it's free speech and we love it until you know somebody does something in the name of some bullshit that you're saying. Also nice to see him read children books as entertainment. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with like the violence and the craziness, you know, if it's inside the lines. UFC goes outside the lines all the damn time. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're just reckless. They're reckless, and what you call it, act like you know, there's no responsibility. You you guys are America's watching. I mean, the world's watching. I'm talking about America. The world's watching, and they're giving off this this thing like shit. Our fighters can do whatever the hell they want. We can throw chairs at buses. We can rape women. We can talk about women. We can. It was actually a dolly at a bus window and shattered it. Yeah, or whatever. They just do just wow. Oh yeah, our our, our uh, fighters get arrested. Our fighters beat up old people in the in the bar. They have no responsibility. That's that's just why that's why uh, I can't get behind them. I mean, I watch they fight, and you know, when it's when it's a good fight, when I get a chance, I don't go. I don't seek out UFC like you guys do. I, I don't mm-hmm. do it because the only time I watch it is when my son comes over and order a fight. Or if I'm somewhere out with, you know, hanging out with the fellas, they got the fight on. I'm not seeking a UFC fight ever. Yeah. 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 No, I think UFC is, it has its base and it's grown enough as a sport and it's in the, you know, the mainstream of uh, sports conversation now and the consciousness that it can do kind of what it wants. Eventually it's going to, like, they're still going through uh, antitrust stuff through the courts right now. So they're eventually going to have to like reckon with that. And I think some of the parent companies like Disney and whatever the the other company that owns, you know, majority stake that are in partnership or own ownership groups, they have to step up at a certain point, but like, Hey, get your fighters under control, or there's going to be like, we're going to like, we're going to start rearranging certain contracts and the way we do things. You can change stuff from the top. And so hold the UFC accountable. They're doing some, some fuck shit, man. They're making, $400 million a year to do however many events or whatever. I'm not sure the numbers. Uh, ESPN, do y'all have anything to say about some of this behavior? We, we criticize and, and hold these uh, other athletes of other sports that more generally tend to be a different skin tone uh, more often than not when you consider the UFC, but these fools can't say and do some of the shit that they've, that they've done without some kind of repercussion. It's going to come to a head sooner than later. So hopefully... It doesn't go too long because it's starting to build up. You can't have fools and maniacs that are just out of control and be putting that just out there like it's, you know, some kind of content that's quality. Now, it does make it a little interesting, but it's not quality. It's bad. Bad for the culture, man. UFC are a bunch of skinhead white guys watching people in the ring who are also look like skinhead white guys. I take offense to that. Uh, In other news... It was the Super Bowl. Patriots. I mean, sorry. Patriots. (laughs) The Chiefs. We're battling against the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs of Kansas City versus the 49ers of San Francisco via Santa Clara. A tense game throughout a low-scoring game throughout, even went to overtime and ended with the Chiefs defeating the 49ers. Was it 26 to 22? Was that the final uh, score? 25, 20, 25 to 22. Oh, because they didn't kick the extra point. Yeah. Boy, nobody had that score. 
Nobody. I ain't get no nothing on my numbers. The show needs to be sponsored by one of the new games besides you got playing, nigga. I can't find nobody <laughs> playing squares. Yeah, David Giza. Shout out to David Giza. He had some squares. Anyways, I want to know from you guys, uh, how did you spend your Super Bowl? Did you go to a party? Did you? And what, what was the food that you had? The best food that you had at your Super Bowl party? But then also, how did you feel about the game? Uh, you want to start? You want me to start? Uh, I want to give a congrats to Patrick Mahomes Sr. for making the game after getting another DUI. Um, <laughs> you you can enjoy me with a victory cigar. Uh, <laughs> you smoke cigars. You're calling Black and Mild cigars. I'll be on now? the miles. I'll be on the miles with that yank hard yesterday, Skip. I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the results of the game more than the game. The game was close. It was a good game. But I enjoyed the results more than anything else. Uh, it was a good football season. I'm excited that the Niners. I'm excited to show up around Niners fans. Oh, oh, surprise guests. Oh, I am oh. juice. I am oh. juice. Oh, oh. it's Adarius. a blessing. Adarius. Adarius. I'm juice. I ain't seen this man in a long time. Thank you, Jesus. I prayed about you, Adarius. Please come <laughs> <laughs> he already wrote in the chat, fuck the Cowboys. And they're laughing. <laughs> uh, there goes some nigga coon shit by Darius. Thank you. Shout out sponsorship. <laughs> Come on our show. <laughs> Darius came in just to write, fuck the Cowboys in the chat, y'all. If y'all don't know what happened to Darius, um, the owner of has the not, the owner of the podcast has uh, not been on the last few episodes, but. Uh, made a cameo where he briefly uh, entered in the chat, fucked the Cowboys, and then left without saying a word. Last few, episodes, <laughs> last few episodes. Last, few, last few, last few minutes. If y'all want to know the rundown, Adarius is uh, is boycotting the show because he is not in our fantasy basketball league anymore. <laughs> he, 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 I'm at <laughs> Darius, Darius left the podcast like black men leave their family. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we need to keep moving on so Pedro can't get warmed up into a topic. <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyways back to ag3 um what was your super bowl party like what was the best food you had and uh yeah what is your takeaway of the game uh super bowl party i don't do super bowl parties no more everybody know why if you listen to old shows you know why uh and i'm not gonna rehash it not now i did have wings from the korean spot called bold i had some wings and uh Made some rice. I was going to have some uh, kimchi pancakes, but I was too full to eat them. I had to put them in the fridge. Uh, I was over here chucking beer, man. Spit, and once, the, once, once Patrick Mahomes proved they was a bad man, I started spitting it out like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> That's a bad man. Mm-hmm. We're going to break down the game, or are we just talking about the food right now? Uh, no, no. What no, did you think about the game? Remember, I said okay. what I thought about the game. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I never I lost you faith. Going, going I, in detail. I never lost faith in Patrick Mahomes. Jared lost faith. I was the one texting Jared. Calm down. This in the Jared first quarter, second quarter. He called me at halftime. I told Jared, hey man, as long as Patrick Mahomes get the ball last, he can win it. He's gonna win it. He's gonna win it, Jared. It's a lot of football game left. I said he's gonna win it. And he turned around and won it. Yeah. I just would like to also uh have a moment of silence for the uh you know, upwards of 725 million chickens who had to lose their lives. Maybe not 725, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the four. You said, you said four. thousand? 
A million, hundreds oh, of oh, hundreds oh, of millions of chickens lost their lives because of the wings that were eaten on the Super Bowl today. It's uh, projected that 1.45 billion are so eaten on Super Bowl Sunday across the country. That many wings was eaten, man. <laughs> Where the hell are the thighs? Should be on a discount at the store tomorrow. <laughs> I'm a thigh eater. I ate those uh, wings only because someone bought them for me yesterday. Thank you very much. Um, but when it comes to the I'm a thigh eater. I'm a thigh guy, man. Why thighs ain't on sale then? You know what, hey, Aaron? That, that, thighs tomorrow. That could be a strategy after the Super Bowl. Always looking for the thighs to be on a massive sale. I'm a walking man. <laughs> Give me some thighs, man. I don't uh, know why. People, why do people love wings so much? Man, wings are good, man. Wings might be the best like party. Wings food are not the have. best part of the chicken, man. It's not the juice. No, no, I didn't say the best part of the chicken. I said the best party food because you don't need a big piece. You can eat it like in one hand. You can get a small plate and have several of them. And you know, versus where like a bigger piece, you like either you looking like a a, a, a chicken grubbing nigga, uh, nope. uh, tire lipping nigga eating a big ass piece of chicken with your rama, or you, you no gotta problem. have a Give fork a or something. Thigh. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you no, gotta eat quick. it where you gotta sit down. Wing is no. mobile. Man, more quick. classy person, I, I, thigh is mobile. I do a quick cutty quarter shout out for food um, to my son Michael and my mother. Um, my mom said there was some wings on sale at the big Safeway five dollars Fridays. wasn't no, wasn't no wings on sale. She so get a little old, so maybe oh, that was just every Friday. Well, yeah, that's one of the wings, Aaron. I was looking at that page. She had me going crazy looking for the coupon. So that's a kind of shout out to her and and then my son, then my son and my my son and my uh, daughter's boyfriend. Both are vegetarians, so my <laughs> wife's sitting out here stressing about some goddamn meatless enchiladas. You ain't showing me nothing new, essay. Picoto, maroto, maceto, comanato, some shotos. That she made for the Super Bowl, and they actually ate all of them too. You so. just make some beans and rice for the vegetarians, but like, sorry, y'all, we got yeah, beans and rice. <laughs> Michael, yeah, Michael and um, you ain't get no enchiladas, man. We put chicken in these bitches. <laughs> only, only meat that James eat is um. Pepperonis, okay. on pizza, but they don't. Yeah, they Michael and Michael and James are both vegetarian. They don't eat fish. That's it. Mm -hmm. They don't eat red meat. They don't eat poultry. This cut of course shout out goes to them niggas. Um, but we had um, our, our food of choice was nachos. We had uh, turkey, turkey, ground turkey meat, black beans, sour cream, mm -hmm. kind yeah. Well, nachos were pretty good. Pretty doggone good. If I had okay. to say so myself, she got down with those. But breaking down the game, man. Um, coming into this game, I thought I I predicted the score to be 21-14. I thought it was going to be a defensive struggle because both of these defenses are playing played well. Not know that Kansas City doesn't have the talent on the outside to gain yards like they used to. They would all have to be on it quarterback and it would all have to be on Travis Kelsey in the first half Andy Reid coached that or called them plays like he was on his diabetes medication or forgot to take <laughs> if you have type 2 diabetes like I have you're confronted with choices you can choose to feel sorry for yourself I hope you don't because he was trying he's, he's too trying high to too low everybody involved to try to throw the 49 no 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 Everything should have been a four-pay play. 
draw play. I would bring so many doggone um, QB draws and just to throw them off. And you see, they got all their big chunk and they big chunk plays was all Patrick Mahomes in the second half. They did they did a better job of calling plays in the second half. Now yeah. I'm gonna give the 49ers an extreme amount of I'm gonna give Kyle Shanahan extreme amount of credit. Like I told my son, I was like, that's the best best coaching job I've ever seen in a game when you have mediocre talent. That at man at quarterback, that man almost coached him <laughs> by himself to a Super Bowl victory. He's, he might be he's just like he he put on the Eric Spolster show. He put on an Eric Spolster show. I, I was like, man, this dude's gonna, you know, when Park when I was getting nervous, like, oh man, this dude's gonna coach this team into a a Super Bowl victory. He's, he's he learned from his mistakes from when he was in Atlanta. He's learning. He's, they're growing. They're getting better. If he had a quarterback, any decent quarterback. If he, he had, had my boy two, yeah, yeah. If he had uh, uh, two chains, but he was younger. I was just saying he was a younger coach back then, and he had, you know, he was making some mistakes. He was making some stupid plays in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't so he run made, the ball, done. run the ball, kick the field goal. Don't do a seven step drop and he, get sacked out of field goal range, and then punt it and let Tom Brady come back on you. He made no mistakes. He had any. If he had Jordan Love at back there quarterback. San Francisco wins this 35 to 14. Well, no, no, here's the deal. I'll say I think Brock Purdy uh, played a relatively uh, good and efficient game, especially. He completed 60% yeah. of his pass. I don't know yeah. if that's sufficient, dude. 60%? That's good. Like anybody well, who's getting he's, above he's 60%. The, yeah, not zone. in he today's football. And not with as many short passes he throws. Yeah, so no, it's but, not good. But he made, he made some good throws today. He made some good plays. Like, I don't. Win. Part of it is, I think. The, the the throw to Jennings uh, uh, in that fourth quarter when they took it down and almost like salted the game away. Um, now in big moments, this is where I'll give the Chiefs credit is that they made plays. They played a they were really well coached and not getting like just like overly leveraged or caught like completely out of off guard. And those passes that like a lot of times Brock Purdy had a lot of time. Brock Purdy had mm -hmm. a lot of time that yeah, first half. Okay, and Stop typically right there. hold on hold on. Stop Let right me just there. say typically, you know, typically in the past when Brock Purdy has that much time. And the way the Niners scheme is, somebody is coming wide open a lot of times. So the fact that the 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 Chiefs were in, you know what I'm saying, in the right place, they were sound with assignment, and they took away a lot of those first and second options that he likes to get to that a lot of times are wide open, that has done he's done it to every team in the league, he's done it to a lot of teams. Like that I give credit to the Chiefs. What Aaron was saying about the Chiefs, now I can say, hey, that Chiefs defense showed up and took away a lot of things. When they weren't getting pressure, Brock Purdy wasn't just eating them alive. And maybe you could say, we can go back and look at film and be like Brock Purdy, you know, was missing all these things. But I think that the Chiefs were covering a lot of that up and being in good position and you know what I'm saying, neutralized a lot of that stuff because the amount of time he had in that first half, I expected them to just go down the field and score like three straight times. But they were getting stops because they were in good position. They were in good coverage. They batted balls away at several crucial moments. So I give the Chiefs all the credit on their defense for what they did. The same way I was waiting for Patty Mahomes to prove it, it was also I'm waiting for this defense to show me in the biggest, game. biggest round. And they and they did that overall is they kept the game manageable. The Niners got through a couple times, Here but overall go. they were able to say, hey, 
even when y'all are moving the ball, like y'all are going to work for it. You're not going to get those big chunk plays down the field as often as you usually do when you see them when they did it to the Cowboys. It's like, man, the Cowboys trying to make a comeback. Nope, he just made a 30-yard pass, another 20-yard pass, and a 15-yard pass, and now they're on the goal line scoring a touchdown. No, that, that didn't happen. So all credit due to the Chiefs defense for also being well-organized, and 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 sound with assignment. Okay, the corners, so. the corners proved a lot because a lot was they they came with like all out blitzes several times. Where there was like seven, eight dudes blitzing. And that means that your dudes are out there by themselves guarding. And uh, yeah, I said I said that before. I said that last week. I said the way Kansas City wins this game is that they can go zero coverage on those blitzes because their corners can cover. Yeah. But I'm talking about this. There's two passes Brock Purdy missed. This mm-hmm. is why he's a game manager. There was there was a dude when Brandon Ayuk was wide Ayuk, open. Yeah, he missed him. And then on the other play, they had um, Debo, Debo yeah. right up the sideline. And both threw, those threw it out the end zone. And I will say, and it's not to defend Brock Purdy. It's it was a play in the moment was made by a Chiefs player to like Chris Jones on both of those or at least one of those, the one to Debo, the one to to Ayuk. Somebody the was one to in Debo, his face. He really he really is in his Chris, face. Chris Ayuk, Jones was right kinda, there. He kind of came late. I mean, the, Ayuk, but the Ayuk one, he was he was going to he was going to get yeah. hit. And so like that, that's one of those where you could say it's miscommunication because Ayuk, if he had just sprinted one way like he might have been able to run under it but like i think he was seeing it he's trying to get rid of it but that's because also they got pressure on those moments there was plays that the niners missed and in those plays Man, they actually game. got some pressure so like it, it, it i think it's a little bit of both it's not that brock purdy was standing like jimmy jimmy garoppolo missed the dude to basically seal the game against the chiefs in 2019. he overthrew a guy who emmanuel sanders, emmanuel sanders wide open 10 yards behind any coverage basically and he overthrew him that's by about three yards i said why the hell is 49ers keep playing around with these quarterbacks. Now, see, this is going to happen. They're going to have to sign this guy now. They're going to have to sign Brock Purdy. Is Brock Purdy the Tony Romo of the Niners? But no, he's gotten no, way no, farther no. than Tony Romo, so I got to give him credit. No, 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 no. Let's, let's not do that. Tony Romo, it was Tony Romo on this, yep. on this 49er team is a uh, Super Bowl champion. Maybe, hopefully. That's true. That's true. This team is better than anything Romo ever Yeah, had. thank you. Please. Romo, Cut it out. The most Romo had was was Demarco Murray running his ass off. That's it. Well, uh, the, uh, the the Cowboys did have like one of the top deep when Wade Phillips was running that defense and the offense was humming. Yeah, they but were they weren't as talented as this Niner team is. They were pretty fucking talented. They had T.O. <laughs> they had some good. They, they had, had T.O. Deal and Des Bryant. You know, they had they, Marion Barber and Julius Jones. They had some talent on those squads, and they just didn't put it together. And, and they Marion Barber was running his way through CT. Well, shout out to my Marion Barber, RIP. Uh, one of my favorite Cowboys running backs, top five all time Cowboys running back. There's not a lot of Cowboys running backs like people saying that. Hydration. <clears throat> uh, I gotta steal the joke. He was going, hey man, he, his mind, I think his mind, <laughs> unfortunately, was, was gone. The they said he was, yeah, he was, he was doing some Delonte West shit, except even more extreme. Yeah. He was his, yeah, unfortunately. I think West got CTE from sleeping with LeBron James' mother. <laughs> she beat his ass. Um, well, for me, I uh, I watched the game by myself for the first half and was very pessimistic. And um, I had some meatballs. My mom made some meatballs she took to a Super Bowl party she went to. So shout out to mom's sponsorship. Thank you for the meatballs. Had a little bit of meatballs and then a little bit of shepherd's pie that she had made, you know, as a little home-cooked food. Um, did nothing special really. The meatballs was a special part. Um, and then otherwise, yeah, I was, man, I finished the, the, the half and then came back to my place and, 
Jason and his uh, mom and brother were over and they had a little spread with some wings and some pasta and pizza and shit. So I pecked on a couple of wings, mm-hmm. but I watched the second half with people. So it was it was it was like a split. It was like I got to get the first half of the, the real stressful part out of my system, watch the second half in a in a little more social situation. But I really was trying to avoid watching the game. I almost I almost went to the gym today instead of going <laughs> instead of watching any of the game. You know what? When someone told you last week, it was Brandon that told you last week, Jared, or two weeks ago, when 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 Detroit blew it, and you said, and remember, he said, Brandon said, "Hey, this will be all better because they'll get to the Super Bowl, and then and get even closer, so 49er fans will feel even worse." And you're like, "No, no, man, fuck that, man. They got a chance. They got a chance." I told you, I I like, I don't that if that is a sweetness in my life is the Niners losing. It's one of the things that I'm willing just to eat the most manufactured form of that. The sooner, the better. Like, you know, the cheap version that you can manufacture in a, in a moment, give it to me. Niners don't even make the playoffs, give it to me. Niners losing the first round of playoffs, give that to me. That's fine. Getting to the championship game in the Super Bowl, no, 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 no. I don't need no gourmet, like, sweetness of, like, oh, that, that extra gets the Niners. No, no, no. Not a fan. Shut the fuck up. Sooner, my life gets quieter. So I had to deal with a, a couple extra weeks of, of stress. I don't think I, I don't, it's not, it's not worth the trade-off. Now I did buy me a nice bottle of some, uh, mezcal de Chichi Capa. Shout out sponsorship. And, uh, I got my little, my little craft here. Shout out to, uh, my homie Brian for making this little sandblasted glass right here for me. And a little, little, uh, what's this called there? What kind of glass is this called? A dec- uh, not a cognac glass? It might be a cognac glass, you know. Ah, just a sweet smell of 49ers loss in Mescal. Big step. I got a feel it, Quake. I got a feel it. H-Niners. We like winning. Hey, uh, huh, I'm big stepping. 49ers with me and we out here bitch pressing. Uh, huh, big flexing. Offense scoring and we got the big weapons. Uh, huh, big stepping. All right, Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs is the segment in the show where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or highlight something positive in the world. Something positive. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. It's time. It's, it's time. We're burning now. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Uh oh, I keep playing that. Yeah, I got. I, man, I had a couple. I had a couple. I had one that I was all lined up and ready. And to Tony Romo, just said, "Aaron, you got to put me first because I'm just stupid and shit to say stupid <laughs> shit." Tony Romo was horrible, horrible man, horrible. I really contemplated watching the Nickelodeon. Uh, broadcast because Come I on. did not want to hear him no more. Dude, in the first quarter, he called uh, Nick Bosa genius for putting his hand down and not hitting not hitting Mahomes in the head as he went for a sack that he didn't get. He didn't get the sack. But say, see how he put his hand down so he didn't hit him in the head? That's genius. He's Nick Bosa's a genius on his rushing style right here. He also said Christian McCaffrey had a tight run in which it was a third and 18 play or third and 20 play. 
in the first quarter in which Christian McCaffrey caught a screen pass and got tackled really fast. I mean, Kansas City kind of ate it up after he tackled. He only had a three-yard gain, and he said, I thought that was going to go for 30. It was a great run. I mean, it was just shit after shit. He was just, he just called, he, instead of just calling the game how he sees it, he tries to make everything big. He tries to make it, he tries to make things bigger. Just like in the uh, AFC Championship game when he's like, that could be the game winner, that touchdown we just saw. And the third, he'll yell that, that's the touchdown that makes a difference. And it's probably going to be the one that makes a difference in this whole game. He says stuff like that. He did that in the Buffalo game. He tries to make all these things bigger than they are. That's his whole thing. Like, I I, want to make, he wants to be so, he wants to be known to be like John Madden and and the other greats, Vince Gully. He wanted, and Harry Carey so bad where they have those legendary signal calls. He's trying to make it. He's just saying shit out of his ass. Remember that one play where Mahomes threw the ball and he threw it behind the wire with the backup tied in. And he threw it behind them because, and it was like in the red zone, but he threw it behind them because if he let them, the tight end would end up getting carried off the field, right? It was a smart pass. And Romo yells, you see how, you see how, uh, who was the tackle? He said, Gregory, Gregory, Gregory raised his hand and forced Mahomes to throw it back. Gregory was nowhere near him. And he didn't even raise his hand. And he didn't even raise his hand. He said, Patrick Mahomes feels on. And then when it showed the replay and you saw that Gregory had nothing to do with that pass being thrown a little behind the receiver, he goes, oh, yeah, see, there's that little movement. Patrick Mahomes feels that. He's good enough to feel that. He feels everything. And it's like, oh, my God, just shut the fuck up. That's what I want to say. Shut the fuck up, Tony Romo. You're awful at it. Do your homework. Call the game as it is. Give me... Give me RG3 and the other black dude. I'll take them too, man. Give me Gus Johnson. I'm tired of this motherfucker trying to make, just trying to make every moment bigger than it is. Uh, for, don't forget uh, Tony Romo almost also said this on live TV. Is that a bootleg? The tough yards, the finish on the play. Right there, you got three. And you talked about this is the best tackling team. They don't- it was almost like you were nervous, like it was a game. This giant, this figure, I mean, this guy, it was just like such a cool moment, special. <laughs> Just get him off the fucking air. You know what? I'll, I'll dub in my boy saying an N-word on him. We'd be like, no, he really said it. I think he'll back him. Get his ass off the air. He sucks, man. He sucks. Uh, but my real cutty quarter shot goes out to, uh, listen, listen, if if I had a friend, if, if I know someone that bought like a Honda Civic Si, you know, the racing model, got the racing steer wheel, the fins, everything on it, racing style, the racing seats, the racing style seat belts. I'm not gonna go to him and say, "Hey, man, I feel like racing this weekend. Can I borrow? Hey, can I? Can I? Can I borrow your car? Can I have your help? Can I sit in your car and let's just go race it a couple of times for a couple of hours this weekend, right? Especially people I don't know. Just because I have a truck the same way. Let me tell you something. If I've never met your parents. You never met mine. I've never been inside you at some point. I like booty. Or you inside me, which never has happened, <laughs> but I just threw it out there. You save your pants and her, man. Somebody be up in your butt. It, look, there, there's people that's on my close list that can ask me, hey, hey, man, can I use your truck? Hey, man, hey, hey, Aaron, I need to move something. Guess what? Yes, yes, we'll figure it out. We'll make a plan. You know my schedule. You know how my parking is at my house, but we'll figure it out. Those people, let me tell you, most of those people, I have, like I said, I have met their parents. 
They're longtime friends. I've sat and had a coffee with them. I ate with them before. And, you know, they might have met mine. But they, the, the list is, is long. You know, whether we go Little Tim, Big Tim, Pedro, Jason, everyone on this podcast, Adarius could call me up. Yes, Adarius met his grandma, met Adarius' mama. You know, people, I met Powell mom. Guess what? She hit Powell on the list, right? Jared, Jason, Ed, all these people on the list. The problem is, is when you have a truck, people act like that, that you get a truck so you can like, oh, you must have got this truck because you like helping people move stuff. No, I got this truck because it's a hybrid and I like it. Right. I barely put shit in the back for myself because fools are stealing out. Only time I put shit in the back usually is garbage and shit when we leave Pescadero. Right. We put the, 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 the recycle and the garbage in the back of the truck. But people be hitting. Man, I had someone hit me up that got evicted from my building. You got evicted from the building for being dirty and for having mice, roaches, and critter. And they had the nurse ask me if they could you can you help me move some big stuff? Fuck no. I was not stepping a step in that dirty ass room. I can't wait till they, they need to fumigate it after you finally get all your shit out. I'm thinking about going and get a couple of abused cats. Beat them up a little bit, just some mean ass cats. I want an old mean fucking cat that's blind in one eye but can still catch some mice once they move out. Had the nerves to ask me that. You better get you some Jason Derulo. <laughs> I'm going to have to give me some Jason. And I hope that he walked through LAX. So that's my Cuddy Crunch shout out. People who know you got a truck and ain't never really had a conversation with you, ain't even worked with you. And like, hey, you got a truck, right? I had someone ask me that one day at work. I ain't never even talked to really at work. Hey, you got a truck, right? Aaron, is your mic plugged in? Yeah, plugged in. You sure didn't switch off your mic? Huh? Check your Zoom again. I think he switched no, off. No, 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 it's still in. It's still in. What, what's the problem? What the problem is? You know what? You're right. Hold on. Oh. What the problem is? It's Why is it like it's, it's bleeding? You're right. It's bleeding for some reason. I don't know what it's doing. Hey, like mm. it's not rising. It's staying up. Something mm. fucked up. I don't know if it's a computer. Could be my computer. Could be my internet. My making that. Yep. It, it, this shit jumped to Xfinity Wi-Fi. Yep. That's it. Now yeah, we have the end of the movie. show. There <laughs> it is. My Cuddy Corner shot goes out to Xfinity. <laughs> Charge a lot of money and shit. Pedro, do you have a Cuddy Corner shout out? Yeah, man. So. Things have been bothering me while I was sitting here contemplating doing nothing for the last two weeks. Finally got my rig back, got it fixed. It's up and running. Got a little few things I need to handle tomorrow morning and get it back under compliance. But I was pondering and I was sitting. I got some other projects I got, you know, I'm getting done. I need some more work. And my Cuddy, Cuddy, Cuddy Quarter Shadow rolls out to quality and customer service. I order a transmission the day after uh, day after Christmas. This is my fault for buying a truck, and I didn't. I just wanted a truck. I was okay with having to repair it because I truck I got is pretty clean. I was okay. I was like, hey, something go wrong, shit. Truck kind of truck I got, I can, I can fix the whole damn drivetrain for $3,500. Not a problem. Problem with that is, cutting quarter shout out goes to AutoZone. 
for giving me horrible customer service, horrible quality parts, and then I have to go to a regional manager to get any type of uniform answer. This is it's getting nuts. You kids out here, I don't know what y'all on. I don't know if y'all don't want to work. I don't, I don't know if y'all lie, like lying. I don't know what's going on with you. You smoke too much weed. You do too many mushrooms. You have sex with other boys. I don't know what's going on. But you are totally being weird. I go up to the shop. I got a, I got a manager telling me one thing. I got a kid telling me the other. And another kid telling me, oh, yeah, your transmission will be here. Uh, it's on its way. Well, I'm going on the third week after you shipped me a bad transmission auto. So I'm going on the third week and I still ain't got my damn transmission. Now, the manager is supposed to, the regional manager is supposed to be handling this. Hopefully they can expedite my shipment and we'll be okay. But the third week because of lies, if they would have just told me it would have took three weeks, I've been totally fine with this. But I went in there and ordered the transmission. First one came in broke. Then I go order it again. They didn't even send out for it. They thought they was doing warranty work. No, the first transmission you sent me was broke. So I got my money back. And I, I sent out for another one. They didn't even do that right. I'm like, dude, I'm giving you $2,800. And you guys, are y'all screwing that up? No, I want customer service. And then, you know, coming coming back to that, I, I, my, my main mechanic, Instead of him being transparent with me, you know, they help me out. They don't charge me enough. But all he had to do was call me and say, hey, man, I, I ain't got my key. Uh, <laughs> let me know so, you know, I can make a, make another move where we can, you know, be flexible with that. It took him, you know, three weeks to get to my, my big truck. So I've been sitting there three weeks. And I'm like, damn, I'm thinking, man. Shoot, I can't trust. You can't really You try to do this shit by yourself, man. You out, you out here just asked out, and I can't, you know, just go to another, you know, machine shop. All my shit's there, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad they got it going. The truck sounds great. I'm happy, but you know, next time I'm gonna have to communicate a little more. Uh, maybe I need to be a little meaner. Uh, well, my cutty corner shout out goes out to people who decide to climb or in quotations, climb Mount Everest. Apparently, people climb uh, Mount Everest now will have to pack in and bring out their own poo because of the amount of garbage and fecal matter they leave along the way to their ascent to dominate this peak as usually typically privileged and more often than not Anglo beautiful white European-based peoples. Y'all done left your shit literally and metaphorically and vernacularly on the mountain and it's disgusting now and they don't got cleaning crews that can go up at those altitudes and just randomly like man we who do some street sweeping today oh shit we got we got the people who clean the blocks in berkeley you know what i'm saying walking around with a garbage can and some tongs and a broom and a dustpan no that's not how it works at mount everest it's too hard and y'all got people carrying all your shit anyways half the time so really you just out there on a stroll while some while some tibetan niggas or ne nepalese niggas is handling all the business for you and then you just shit and leave garbage bottle caps 
all over the place. You was farting in bathtubs and laughing your ass off. So, like, fuck y'all. I hope y'all. That's time. They got someone carrying this shit all the time. I hope they got to carry their own shit. I was mandated, yo shit, you carry. Ain't no Sherpa carrying your shit out. You pack that shit, you deuce in a bucket, you bag it up, and you carry that shit out yourself. Stop fucking up. This is also, this is a root of white supremacy. The whole concept of summoning Mount Everest. And it's been, and it's been turned into, you said what? thing is to climb a fucking mountain. I can't wait, you, man. Your mic's messed up, man. I don't know what's going on. Adjust your auto tunes. Maybe it's because you plug in, you taking your speaker, your your headphones in and out. It's just messing with the. I said, can you hear me now? That's better. Yeah, now it sounds like your mic is working. I said I had to unplug the mic. I said it's a. Uh, I said most of the people that climb a fucking mountain is uh are probably liberal, dude. It's not about being liberal. It's like the, the, the entire concept, like the fact that you can have conservative and liberal, liberal in our country, it doesn't matter. The spawning of our country was still what? The roots of it is still what? It was a white supremacist colonizing project. So regardless of which, anything that spawns afterwards is going to have the grips, the graphs, or the lens and the focus and the acceptance of white supremacy. That is why it is so hard to rebel and, and create a, a substantive revolution. And that's why everything is, you know what I'm saying, we are gonna reform, reform. The form is still the same. And this is an extension of global white supremacy. You get some Tibetan, Nepalese niggas. Are they Tibetan or Nepalese, Aaron? What is it? Nepal, Nepalese. Yeah, Nepalese niggas. Uh, it works better. Nepalese niggas. Pedro, Pedro can you give me a sound bite? Can you just say Nepalese niggas? Nepalese niggas. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically about five different kinds of Indians. Yeah, you know, so it is what it is. But, you know, it, we've talked about it in the past. There's so much garbage being left up there. There's like tons of garbage, bottles, bottle caps, air tanks, you know what I'm saying? Just shit is being left up there. And you're, you're, you're destroying a natural habitat that not much lives at because it's not easy. So yeah, you might think, oh, it's a barren tundra, kind of like, kind of like the, uh, the Walmart parking lot, uh, near the, near the airport in Oakland. It's just the barren tundra. You throw garbage cause it's fenced in. So garbage is going to pick up and stay against the fence anyways. But regardless, man, like you are fucking up an amazing place for your own clout for your own sense of achievement because there <laughs> no, isn't other hilarious. shit to do in your motherfucking life so fuck you fuck that and like yeah like if i had a chance to climb mount everest maybe i would but i don't need to and honestly yeah why why do i need to do that what's the point it's a beautiful thing. Not everything must be conquered. Not everything must be tamed or said that, hey, I had an experience that put that on a level where I can claim something about it, some type of self and personal uh, uh, existential ownership over that. That's really what it comes down to. And that's a big key component of white supremacy in our country. It's not that you are some crazy, always some crazy bigot, but you have this urge to say that I can put myself as having experienced and equal to some kind of component of another person's experience or a component of the world that you don't have readily access to or that is foreign to you. Because that also 
show some form of strength. Oh man, this thing was foreign to me and I was able to dominate it. Oh, it was foreign to me and I was able to manage it. I was able to handle it. And like, that, yeah, that's, that's a quality that I think is important to be able to handle unfamiliar situations. But when you pay top dollar to have people carry your shit, no, that's not handling a situation. That's you flying to a country using the fact that, you know, there isn't crazy big markets and the people have built a, an economy around servicing because so many of you people keep coming there to do this stupid shit. And that's part of your white supremacy. So I need you to check your privilege and come correct. And it also got me going into some other thing I was thinking about this week where it's like people are so worried about feeling like the people are calling them racist or bigoted. It's not about that. It's about you putting in the time. Aaron, we talked about this a little bit. Putting in the time. Each era, each generation has an opportunity to do something to better itself for the future, to better the culture for the future. And as we've seen, it was, you know, in our country, it was abolitionist, suffragist movement, uh, anti-segregation law, and you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and equal rights, voting rights, like, like in, in every step of the way, there are generations of people, there are people that are sacrificing things for that. And right now I need white people to step up and sacrifice and put in the work to Deconstruct. We're not going to be able to take it all apart. Let's just have an all-out revolution. That, that's up to y'all. Liberals, conservatives, white people probably won't be too on board with that. You'll see. You'll see them reveal themselves for who they are when they're like, "Oh shit." What I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we, it, it is your time to sacrifice. Like we can sacrifice. Like I'm. I'm wholeheartedly not going to vote for Joe Biden. And I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not saying that jo that that Donald Trump is the better option. What I'm saying is that this bipartisan bullshit duopoly is not the best option. And at a certain point, enough people, and it's hard, it's hard to say this, but it's it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, this is bullshit. We're just, and this is why you got so many disenfranchised, you know, people of color or disenfranchised general voting base, middle, just lower economic voting base, where it's like, we gotta, we gotta make them pay. But we also have to be active and be a part of a, part of a solution. And if we need to start seeing you know what I'm saying? More diverse representation, as in like more parties, or holding our 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 elected officials to actually taking our interests and putting them on the ballots or on the on the legislature and being presented to be passed as as things that are gonna benefit these people. We gotta we we, we can't we can't just keep voting with these identity politics and just going with what they want us to go with. That's us playing into their game. So that is in a way is a this might be a time where we not we need to sacrifice. We might get a shitty president for another four years, but we need to say, hey, y'all better reevaluate. Democratic Party, y'all need to reevaluate what the fuck you're doing. Uh, uh, Green Party, other parties need to figure, somebody needs to come in and fracture this and separate it. Cause we got, we got identity politics and identity politics just playing, playing out. Some bullshit identity politics at that. Can't do it. We need to Can't. sacrifice, so. The way you do that is stop watching quote. the news. That's not gonna happen. Fuck the status quo. And stay off Mount Everest, you fuckers. Otherwise, I hope you carry your own shit. Where's the porta bodies? Nigga, they don't. <laughs> like, Pedro, I said they don't. It's not like the, you, Aaron, you know how they got the little the little street spirit dudes that be sweeping with the red, orange vest in Berkeley? Yeah, you know, clean, yeah. Keep the block clean or like the dude that be taking care of your yeah. block. Like, they don't got that up there, man. It's at 20 some thousand feet, bro. Like, people can't. Somebody, like, somebody said, Pedro, somebody I was at. It's a doo doo hole. Aaron, what was the what was that uh, that that um what was that motherfucking um 
volcano in Hawaii. What was the altitude of that motherfucker? It was 11,000. Oh, what was it, you think? It was 11 or 12,000. It was 12, like 11 000. or 12, man. That shit was killing me, man. That Bro, shit was one, cute and I wasn't moving, Pedro. Aaron, I, I, I walked down a little bit and then I started coming back up the hill and I was like, oh shit, this is a slow, I gotta move slow. I didn't realize it's gonna take me this long to move back. He came like, back to the car breathing all heavy. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't breathe. And I was like, you all right, Jerry? Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. He was talking like that. And I said, fucking serves you right. Cause I feel like my fucking gallbladder is about to explode all my fucking finances well, and platter swollen and shit. I'm dying and sitting in the fucking car by myself, dying by the second. I'm like, this motherfucker over here trying to go on a fucking hike up the volcano, man. Every one of them people deserve to drop dead on that mountain. If I'm the Sherpas, I'll just go ahead and use their bodies to slide down. I guess, what, what is your final takeaways of this game, though? What is your takeaway, and and uh, what are we looking forward to in in the NFL? Like, what what does this championship say about the future of the NFL? I'll let you go first, Pedro. Well, I don't. I, the future of the NFL is old. I don't understand the question because the NFL is king. Okay, NFL sign. But I guess I mean I mean storylines going into it's the fine, into even with us you're doing some bad bad pop locking up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. How was the halftime show for you? I didn't see it. <laughs> well, my Relax. kids enjoyed it, so uh, they were happy. I guess. That's how did you enjoy it, motherfucker? Now, yeah. You, okay, well, you, I'm old, man. I, I, that's what we uh, we want you up here, not the joke. Pedro Usher it's came on during your Usher, seven days. Usher brother. is your age, not your fucking kids' age. <laughs> yeah, Those Usher, Usher should have been yeah. your should have been your irregular period. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a you know I didn't have any irregular. So <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I think he did too many songs. I yes, said he, he weighed too many songs. I'm like, he tried to play the whole damn album. <laughs> it's like, shit, nigga, what you doing? I, I heard he was on roller skates at one point. <laughs> yeah, no, his song residency, he's on roller he's on roller skates. And what he should have did, I guess he can get away with it. They have strip they have stripper poles at the uh at his residency <laughs> too, um, that they talk about. Um, you didn't go to the show, Pedro? I haven't been to a Russia show. Uh, shout out to our uh, Patreon fans and anybody who wants to uh, start a GoFundMe for uh, Pedro to get to see Usher's show with stripper poles in Vegas. Um, we'll take I any think donations. he's not doing it anymore. I think that was. I think he's he it's over. out. I think uh, it's out. Yeah, damn. I think it's over. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, it's different residencies now. Ain't that yeah. a bitch? Yeah, he's, right. he's out there. That's not the only thing. Well, anyway, so, sorry to interrupt Pedro, but keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just, you know, what a halftime show. In the future, the NFL uh, looks bright. You guys want to have to start. If you look at now, you can get to the Super Bowl with game managers. But if you want you want a legacy, you're going to have to get some of these Negro quarterbacks that run real fast <laughs> and throw the ball really well. Do you, no. see why, do you see why Cleveland spent all that money on Deshaun Watson? Mm-hmm. And he's a pervert because they only make a few of those. <laughs> okay, they only make a few of those. Even though he's a pervert, if he's right, he's a Patrick Mahomes type. We've seen this in the playoff. CJ Stroud, future looks strong for him. Um, 
we got a guy, Caleb Williams, coming in the league. Looks like mm-hmm. he's going to be a, a, a quasi Patrick. Josh Mahomes. Fields. Justin Fields. Justin, Justin Fields. Field. I don't know about well, Justin no, Fields. Well, I don't know about Justin Fields, <laughs> but it seemed like if he's coached right, he can be a little bit more than a game manager. Yeah. Um, As a brother. Oh, that's a that's a not white guy. <laughs> um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the quarterback for Buffalo. You need those guys. He plays like a nigga. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna need those type of guys. Don't forget Jordan yeah, Love showed up. Jordan Love. I like how nobody's naming Dak, and it's fair. It's fine. I don't. Jordan Love. <laughs> no, because Jack lost that. He he looked like he was headed that way, and then it looks like he got brainwashed. And a, a bunch of stuff. He started me. doing. Joker, he started um, doing sleep number mattress yeah. <laughs> commercials and oikos. He got brainwashed <laughs> in a bunch of stuff and not making his own. But when he hurt his ankle, I think that's where he took. He just pivoted into okay. I got to stay in this pocket a little more. Remember the playoffs? Yeah, he had a good. He had a great year. Hold on. Yeah, I'm sorry. There was an ad playing on this. Uh... Is that why he started jumping? I was looking at your screen jumping. What, what? the hell? You... Oh, you no. got a pop up. Hold on, I got it. yeah. It, well, it was it was a little ad. On you the got Zoom? an S pop up. Come on. Okay, uh, here you, you go. S N X X X dot pop up. Sorry to interrupt the great conversation, but uh, this is what I you guys see this. I wouldn't tell you. Stars. Well, ultimately, the brain, all the information from the past as a child is stored, and it stores in our cells. This motherfucker, dude. system. And the countdown is on to meet the human cannonball, breaking records right here in Tampa Bay. We'll have all that and more as Bloom, presented by Lifeguard Imaging. It would be Tampa. Now. <laughs> and that black dude looks like he get his hair done, or Stevie Wonder got his hair done for you. Hold on, he's the first interview. That's why it was playing. I'm like, who is this nigga? For data. It is so nice to meet you in person. I know we met virtually, but what yes. a pleasure. Thank you, thank you. So I wanted to talk a little bit about you. I had a session with Lingerie, and it was so impactful <laughs> to me on a personal level. So what exactly is it that you do? Well, ultimately, the brain, all the information from the past as a child. Is Come on, man, hold on. I didn't see his name. It's Lingerie. Lingerie. So I want to talk about oh, this personally where, you know, <laughs> things that I look at steered me in a direction of strength, which I'm very yeah, appreciative of that formed as I learned through you in my childhood. But that can also work against you in ways. Jerry, what's up with your algorithms, man? Ultimately, there's... I don't know. What is going on oh, here, man? Crazy. <laughs> it's a, it was an ad on the side of the website that was talking about uh, how many chicken wings are eaten during the Super Bowl every year. 1.45 billion, to be exact. So they advertise them because they know you like a uh, black man named Lingerie? I think so, probably. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Lord help us all. Uh, Lord help me.